Welcome in to another Running with the Wolves podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris Emerson. Chris, how we doing? You know, we're still first, right? That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Of course, if you're listening to this before the Wizards game, the last game for the Timberwolves was against the Charlotte Hornets went into the fourth quarter with a 15-point lead and blew it on a night that Cats scored 62 points. How do you have someone score 62 points and lose the game? You know, it was real. It just no defense, really, is what it was. It was no defense, and um, like Finch said, hunting shots, you know, hunting points for Cat, like forcing the ball to him. And he's not that guy, like – that's not his skill set is give me the ball, let me get buckets. His mm-hmm. skill set is somebody create an open shot for me and I'm going to make it, you know, and that's a great skill set to have, but it only works if the ball's moving. Yeah, and I I listened to Finch after his post-game press conference and something kind of concerning He said, you could see from the beginning that it was going to be one of those nights. He said and he's not talking about a night where where Cat breaks the scoring record. He's talking about a night where the team isn't focused, the team isn't engaged, and there's a possibility they let one slip away, which they did against Charlotte. Are you concerned at all about this team and their maturity a little bit? I know Finch also talked about maturity. I mean, if we're going to win in the playoffs, we got to be better than this. I mean, in reality, we're not going to win in the playoffs, you know, like we're not going to, we're going to win maybe a a series or something, but this is, this team isn't ready for a long run, you know, like you don't go from 18 years or whatever it is of no playoffs. Then you have like a couple, like, you know, you're kind of in the playoffs and you're, you know, you're in and out quick to championship quality. Like that jump doesn't happen. Um, It's, it's incremental. And we'll, what we're learning right now as a team is how to be more consistent. And we've been much more consistent all year, but we're still young. You know, we've got multiple starters that can't rent a car. We've got, um, you know, multiple starters that have never been anywhere uh, in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I think maybe last night's game was one of the best things that could have happened for us. In what way? Well, I mean, you know, when you, Let's say, let's say, I saw a quote actually today, which is crazy that it fits. And it said, um, the fact that I get my job done when I procrastinate is why I procrastinate. You know, um, if you're not playing with good sound principles as a team, you know, if you're not playing, if you're not consistent on your defense, you're not moving the ball, you play some hero ball, but you're getting wins and you're leading, you know, you're number one in the West it's kind of hard for a coach to really get on you and tell you that you're messing up and you're doing things wrong. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, we're number one in the West. Everyone's cheering for us. Like Anthony Edwards is an MVP candidate. Like everybody's on the high horse, but we were, a lot of it was fool's gold. Like we were winning for sure, but it wasn't great. We weren't playing, like you said, like championship level. We weren't that type of team. Um, so I think catching a loss like this versus a team who's two and 18 in their last 20, um, when a guy like Cat goes bananas, uh, it was a good thing for, for the coach to see and have film and like, hey, how good are we guys? You know, we let this mm-hmm. team kick the shit out of us. Like this, they shot 
70% or something like it was, it was terrible. And um, those types of things go well in film sessions and it goes a lot longer for Finch. Um, I, I tell you what, when cat got hacked twice on that last play, mm-hmm. um, Mercy, I mean, hacked nasty. Um, I bet you Finch is happy that that call didn't happen and we lost that game more than winning it by one. If we would have won that game by one, everyone would be celebrating Cat's game and how wonderful he is. And nobody would notice the fact that our defense was terrible and uh, we were playing hero ball, not team ball. Here's the thing. I saw a report that the second, the inside two minute report reported that the refs missed 10 calls within the last two minutes, 10 calls, seven against the wolves, three against Charlotte. And I hope you're right. I hope even though they're the number one team in the West, I hope this is the kick in the pants that they need because if they come out like this against their next three opponents who are all bad opponents, wizards, Spurs and Nets, they're gonna lose. They're not gonna win, or, or may, maybe they sneak. Maybe they sneak one, but they're, they're gonna lose if they play like that against those teams, particularly on the road. I just wanted to read some of the possessions here of the fourth quarter because it's kind of, it, it's kind of shocking. So it starts out the Wolves are up fifteen. We should mention going into the fourth quarter, Towns takes a three in the corner. JT Thor hits a three. J-Mac takes a three. Misses. Washington hits a three. Towns hits a hook shot. Ball hits a floater. Cat misses an open three. Rudy gets the putback. Miller hits a three. Towns forces a shot. Colbert thankfully puts it back. Miller hits a finger roll. So notice we're five possessions in, and the Hornets have not missed a shot yet. Moving forward. Towns forces it and it gets blocked. Of course it does. Miller air ball. So that's their first miss. Five of six from the field. Towns forces a three, misses. P.J. Washington hits a triple. Shake Milton blows a wide open layup. Mello misses a three. Milton misses a three, which I'm sorry. Why is Shake Milton shooting? Why in a tight game is Shake Milton even in the game? I know that there are injuries and Milton's are... Conley's on the game, but come on. Milton should not be taking shots on two consecutive possessions in the fourth quarter. That should be a rule. Dennis Smith or Smith Jr. hits a three. Gobert gets fouled and makes one of two because that's what he does. Rozier hits a mid-range shot. Edwards takes a tough step back three, misses it. Rose, uh, Bridges misses a layup. Cat goes barreling through the lane and, of course, gets called for an offensive foul. Uh, Smith misses three. Towns hits a layup. Rozier misses step back three. Edwards misses three. Bridges gets a layup. Nikhil hits a three. Rozier hits a layup. Cat misses layup, which was awful. That, I mean, right there, that was a terrible miss layup. Smith hits three and hits a layup. PJ Washington hits a layup. Nikhil misses a three. Rozier hits a floater. Anderson throws it to nobody. Don't know what he was doing in the middle of the paint. Jumps up and tries to pass it to no one. Miller hits a shot. Jaden misses a layup, which they said later should have been a foul. Rozier misses shots. Edwards misses jumper, gets fouled. Or Nikhil gets fouled, makes them both. Ball turnover. Edwards fouls, makes them both. Ball misses shots. Uh, Towns gets fouled or doesn't get fouled, doesn't get the call. They make layups. End of the game. 
That's just terrible execution when you're up 15 against a team that's been two and 18 in their last 20. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing, you know, and and the problem is, is we were forcing all those, we're forcing it to cat. I mean, Anthony Edwards said it, we wanted to get them a hundred, you know, why? Well, when your second leading scorer has 45 points at half, I mean, that's exciting, but no, I get not it. when you're up by like four points at that time. We're yeah, like, like it was embarrassing like, when that happens. Your second leading score has 45 at half. You should be up 30. Like 100%. 100%. But like, 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 uh, like the, the best thing that Finch said was we got what we deserved. And I yes. thought that was the most fitting thing I've ever heard a coach say after a game like that. He said, we played super immature. He said, there's multiple ways to be immature. And we played and we did most of them. We disrespected the game and we got what we deserved. And I loved every bit of it. I also, here's another thing I loved what he said. We haven't accomplished a thing yet. Because it's 100% true. What have the Wolves accomplished yet? Going 30 and 13? Who cares? Who cares? That doesn't mean anything. Kind of what I was saying is, when you're sitting at first place, a lot of times it's hard to tell me that I'm doing something wrong, you know, and maybe you need this kick in the teeth to show it. And hopefully these games versus these bum teams we got coming on that are actively trying to tank. Yeah. Hopefully Finch can, uh, you know, get in their heads and they can get back to running an actual system where even if it messes up some, we can get wins, yeah. but it'll pay dividends in the long in the long I have run. a I have another question, kind of a semantical question. Yeah. And this this goes into something we'll talk about in a little bit. If the Hornets knew, and and this is in no way an excuse. This is no way an excuse for the loss because we either whether he's on the court, we should have won either way. If the Hornets knew that they were going to trade Terry Rozier the next morning, or maybe even that night, why is he playing on that game? Like, why are you? What's the point of winning that game and risking it? I don't get it. Well, I'll tell you what, if I was Miami, I would have been furious. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why they, I mean, first of all, that trade is, I can't even believe Miami got him for that cheap of a price. But, um, yeah, it's it's really crazy that they did. The good thing is, is Rozier didn't really do anything. I mean, Rozier got 11 points in 34 minutes on 12 shots. So, mm-hmm. you know, he really kind of played crappy. But, yeah, it's I'm, I've never seen that. Like you're risking a lot doing yeah. that for no reason. It, it, it's not the it's not the scenario where they didn't know or Rozier and or Lowry didn't know because Lowry had already taken all of his heat stuff off of social media. They the night yeah. before they knew that Rozier yeah. was a goner and still played him. Man, that like what if, what if he tears his ACL? Like what? I know it's crazy and anything can happen in a game, but like, why would you risk that? It's not like this is a, this is a contender to contender trade where right. he, where we need this game for playoff seating right exactly. now. You're, you're, you're playing for lottery seating and you play Rozier. I don't get it. Uh, the, the other thing that I noticed from the game and I was at the game last night, fortunately and unfortunately was so when the wolves went down five, I started booing a little bit. Why did I start booing? Because we just blew a 15-point lead to a bad team at home. Someone said in the crowd, stop booing. We're 30 and 13. We're fine. 
or my response to that is, do you see us playing like shit right now? Yeah. Yes, I'm going to boo. It's like it's like last year. What when who was it? Was it Rudy Gobert said we don't like when teams boo or when the yeah. fans boo us? Hey, right. if you play like shit, I'm gonna boo you. Right. Right. If I like, hope you don't like it. Yeah. If you if you go to a terrible movie that shit, it's supposed to be an Oscar worthy movie. You're not. You're, you're gonna walk out. You're gonna walk out. You're not. You're not even gonna give them the time to boo. You're just gonna leave. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was an embarrassment, and I would really be interested to see what Rudy Gobert had to say. He was really frustrated the whole game. Um, it would be interesting to see what that. I would love to be in that locker room and and hear what guys had to say because yeah, it was an embarrassment. But again, we're a young team that has never done anything, and these right. are these are the kind of bumps we need to take. So I hope it I hope it moves us forward in a good way. I'm hoping. I'm hoping this is rock bottom. I'm hoping this is rock bottom. I hope that the sky is falling and I and I really hope that they come out and just stick it to the Wizards tomorrow. Yeah. Like if they if they come out I something crazy. Get up by 30 in the first quarter. Just yeah. step on the pedal, make the right plays. And something else about this game that was interesting. I don't think Ant was 100% there. I I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't <clears throat> for for him to be that's non-aggressive. Now he got aggressive in in the fourth quarter a little bit, but for him to have zero points, like so, I, I I I think something was bothering him. I think there's two things going on. They said that he was sick, um, and he almost missed a game. You know, right beforehand, he was almost a late scratch. But what I think is more importantly is Finch kind of read him the riot act because last game he turned the ball over so many times trying to force offense in the fourth quarter. And, you know, he kind of looked like he was one of the reasons why we lost that OKC game. And in our group, I said, hey, I bet you I bet you Edwards is going to have 10 assists tonight. And that was before I started watching the game. And the reason was is because I think that he I, I figured he was going to be overly aggressive trying to pass and create to prove that he's not this selfish guy who's just trying to take over. And he mm-hmm. did a great job doing that. 11 assists, one, one turnover. I yeah. love that. But you've got to mix in your whole bag. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think to talk about some good things, though, I mean, it wasn't all bad. Carl no. Anthony Towns shooting that many three-pointers is exactly what we need him to do. Um, and in the first half, I would say 70% of those shots came in rhythm of the offense. Yes. Like they yes. weren't. They weren't anything forced. There's a couple forced that were just heat checks, and I'll put up with a couple of those. I, I kind of don't believe in heat checks. Like there, I feel like every shot has the same percentage. You can roll your dice, and maybe you're a sixty percent. It's going to go in. Sometimes you're going to hit that forty percent on the dice. Sometimes you're going to hit sixty-four. You know, six, seven times in a row. Mm-hmm. But the the beginning, it all came in the offensive flow, which is beautiful. And yeah. that's exactly how he needs to play. So I loved seeing that. I love seeing Anthony Edwards be an aggressive pe- uh, ball mover. Um, that was wonderful. You know, Neil, Neil uh, Naw had a wonderful game. He had like yep. 17 points, like really underrated how well he played. Um, so there were some bright spots. Uh, it's just our overall team defense was absolutely atrocious. And uh, it needs to change. Yeah. And, and another, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I hope it will too. I hope this is just a fluke. I really do, because it's not like we. It's not like 
we came off we came off a bad quarter against the Oklahoma City Thunder, but we played great most of that game against the OKC yeah. Thunder. Just a and bad. This is a good good team. I mean, yeah. that's a contender team. Yeah. And we played good, except the one away game against them. We didn't play too well, but we, I mean, we beat them once. We, we should have beat them the second time. I I'm again, I'm hoping this is just a fluke game. Interesting. You, you mentioned a little earlier about what uh, Rudy said. I, I did listen to his post, a little bit of his post game interview. Oh, I didn't uh, hear that. And he, the, the one quote that stood out, he, honestly, a, a lot of it's kind of broken English because he's from france so he's 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 not he's not saying like soliloquies is what i'm saying uh but what he did say a mature team would keep their poise yeah and And we and we've been pounding our chests about how mature we are like oh we're so mature we're a mature team now they keep saying but obviously that's not the case here's the thing do you think if conley starts we win that game yeah, I mean, what do we? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he would be a difference between three or four points. He'd take, uh, you know, he'd take the minutes from from uh, Milton away. I mean, that alone would have helped. Yeah. Where's Brown, by the way? On the bench. <laughs> but he had like like a week or so ago. He had like five games where he was one of our best bench players. It's kind of crazy. He just completely lost all all playing time. I don't know. Are they saving him for a trade? Maybe. That's what I thought. That's kind of what I thought. Is, is it possible? I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of strange for him to, you know, be a very key bench player that was playing great and getting even like decent minutes, started a couple games, and then all of a sudden nothing. Here's the trade package I would put together. Slow-mo, because goodbye. Yeah. Bye. I'm done. See ya. I'm already I'm already like the trade already. Shake Milton, Troy Brown. Yeah. Give me Malcolm Brogdon. Throw in a second round pick. Perfect. Do it. Do it. Because honestly, Shake Milton would be perfect for Portland. He can come off the bench, play 20, 25 minutes on a bad team, and help score a bunch of points. Troy Brown, some sharp shooting for them. I mean, why is Malcolm Brogdon? I, I guarantee that's one guy. Malcolm Brogdon will not be a trailblazer after the trade deadline. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, and I, I saw a report that um, Portland's a lot more a lot more likely to move him than Grant. Uh, and yeah. I mean, there's no reason for for him to be there. Uh, yeah, I don't see why he would. I don't see why he'd he'd be on the roster much longer. Yeah, and, and so let's get into it. Let's talk about a trade that happened today. Actually, this morning, I believe. I was listening to the No Dunks podcast, and they go live at about 9 a.m. every day, and they already knew about it. So I believe it broke this morning. Uh, Terry Rozier, a guy that we were looking at potentially as a trade partner. Actually, I was going to tell Steve Clifford, like, hey, just take our guys. We'll take your guys. Have a good night. Yeah, Save the trip. Yeah, save the trip. Absolutely. But he goes to the Heat for... Kyle Lowry and a conditional first round pick, which Kyle Lowry potentially, I could see him being moved to maybe somewhere like Minnesota. Of could be bought out. Yeah, or it could be bought out potentially. But I think this is a total win for the Heat who need a score. Well, on many levels, I mean, it's an absolute coup. Like, I can't believe they got a player of that caliber for Lowry who's a complete bum. 
yeah. um, right now. And the first round pick uh, is lottery protected one year and then not protected the next. So, I mean, it's not even a true first round pick. Yeah. Um, and what's more importantly is I think it saves the heat like $6 million, which drops them under the second tax apron, which is another huge bonus for their team. Like mm-hmm. I, I, when I see trades like this, the first thing I think is, are you telling me there's no other team in the league that would have given you a better package than that? I agree. Like how, like sometimes I think, do you, did these GMs even call around other teams? Like, or is there some sort of inside trading? Like, why would you, why would you give the Heat such an advantage player wise and an advantage salary wise? Like, what the hell? I don't get it. But you know, the NBA is a weird thing. So hopefully, we get a trade that's that lopsided our way. So essentially, because Kyle Lowry is not going to sign with or is not going to play a game in Charlotte. Let's let's be let's be totally honest. So essentially, yeah. they traded Terry Rozier for a conditional first round pick. Yep. In the and, future, and five million dollars in savings. And but then their owner is going to have to, you know, buy the guy out. But salary cap wise, they you know, no, actually, no. The, even worse, they have to pay more money. They lost money in the deal, so they they bought a first round pick for five million, a conditional first round pick for six million dollars. <laughs> And Terry Rozier. They said, we'll give you Terry Rozier and $6 million for uh, a first-round pick. And it's it's interesting, the, the, the saga in Miami, because it goes from, oh, Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard. We're going to get Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard wants to come here. Nope. Play a couple, play a half a season. Oh, Terry Rozier, we'll just get him. Easy. Now, yeah. da- now is Terry Rozier Dame Lillard? No. But he's cheaper. I'd say he's better. Really? I mean, what has Dame Letter done except for get his coach fired? Well, I mean, but Rozier has got the got the track record. I mean, he's been to the Eastern Conference Finals. You mean Dame Dame's got the yeah, track Dame, record. Yeah, Dame, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I'm kind of more interested in now. You know, like mm. it's hard to use, you know, five years ago's stats currently, you know. Uh I would take I would take Rozier over Dame Leathered right now on my team. I think Rozier plays defense. I think he is more of a team player. I think he can play off the ball. I don't think Dame can really do that very well. He has to be on the ball. Um, I think it works out better for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm amazed they got him. To be honest with you, here's what here's what I love about the deal is Terry Rozier. It's not a one year rental. No, they're gonna have him for the long run. This yeah. year he's making making twenty three million. Next year he's making twenty four million, and then here's the best part: in twenty five, twenty six, team option, team option, not a player option, a team option. So that if he sucks, if in two years he sucks, they can just cut ties. No harm done. What's that first round pick? Probably some project. Yeah, it'll take I mean, two or three yeah, years. Yeah, because it'll be a it'll be a late first round pick. It'll be some guy who. Ride your bench for a couple of years. You'll be mad that you're giving them a guaranteed contract and you'll never play. Yep. Most likely. So in total, I, I would give the heat an A plus. I would give the Hornets like a C, C minus. Yeah. It, it depends. If, if, I mean, if they use that pick to take the neck Jokic, then okay. You, you, you got lucky, but given the, 
given the Charlotte track record of taking of uh, drafting, I don't Draft, think that's yeah. going to happen. Uh, although, although I will say that Williams guy looks pretty good, or at least he Miller. did last night. Miller, Miller. yeah, that Miller yeah, guy good. looks. He's solid. He's good. He's young. He's got a lot of game to him. I was a big fan of him coming out. Uh, and a lot, a lot of people are saying, a lot of people gave them crap for not taking Scoot, but hey. Me. A lot of people aren't very smart. <laughs> we should, uh, I wish I had that as a drop so I can play that. Just you know, a lot of people aren't really smart. We should start making drops. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's move forward. Another thing that came out in the NBA today, the... Uh, the father of actually people forget this the father of the hawks aj griffin oh yeah a, yeah adrian griffin was fired from the milwaukee bucks today after a 30 and 13 record crazy i don't get it what's your take on this i don't get it the only take i really have is there must be something going on behind the scenes there like, has to be there has to um be. their defense has been terrible but, I mean, if you take away an all-defensive point guard, a point of attack, you know, spear, point of the spear defender, and you trade him for a guy who's known to be a complete non-interest on defense for Dame Lillard and, and, and Holiday, you're bound to suffer. Like, it's that's not the coach's fault. Um, yeah, it's very strange. I, I don't know what's going on, and I would love to hear the whole story. There must be something in the background. but uh, There's got to be. You know, if you're only going to give a guy that little bit of time, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know. Like, that's not a good look on your franchise. The only thing I will say is, as much as the Wolves are in win now, the Bucks are in. We got to win now. Like, now, now. Like, they just got beat in the first round of the playoffs by an eight seed as a one seed. And I guess 30 and 13 isn't good enough. There's got to be something behind the scenes. Or the other thing is they have a guy that they're set on. Like I, I, I've heard rumors that Doc Rivers is going to be interviewing for the position. There's a guy that they're set on, and maybe he wasn't available at the beginning of the season, but he's available now or something. But, but that, that would be mean? my guess. I mean, nobody's lost their job recently. Right. Yeah, I don't get it. Or, it's or maybe maybe. Maybe this person, like Doc Rivers, wasn't interested at the beginning. Maybe he's interested now. Right. I don't know. Talk uh, about a talk about a up, you know, getting upset in the first round. If that's what you're worried about, getting Doc Rivers probably isn't your guy. <laughs> hey, oh eight man, oh eight I mean, was one hell of a year. What four like four times in history he's been up three one and lost that series. No other yeah. coach has done it like twice. Hey, how how many Hall of Famers did he need to win a championship? Only well, three. He only needed all three. Doc's had nothing but super teams since. I mean, he's been. He was a Clippers when they were a super team. He was on the Sixers when they were a super team. He's on this Bucks team. If he comes to the Bucks team, they've got you know MVP and Dame. Like, yeah. there's not a coach I know that's co that's coached more Hall of Famers than him and not produced. But good luck, Milwaukee. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Here's the thing, Chris Finch. Or no, no. no let me say this. And th this might be a bold statement, but I'm going to say it anyway. My favorite type. <laughs> Kevin McHale could have taken that Boston team and won a championship. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Randy Whitman could have taken that Boston team and won a championship. Yeah, because it's not like these are young players that you're developing and teaching and running no. a system. These dudes knew what to do. Like, yeah. 
they were all pros. Flip Saunders would I mean that, that's not a thing to say, but he 100% wins a championship with that team. He probably wins more. Right. He probably probably wins more than probably two, I'd say two. Now there there was still Kobe in the way, but who knows what what happens with that, but man, I I've always thought that Doc Rivers was an overrated coach. And I'll and I'll put it this too, an overrated analyst. Yeah. Not yeah. I'm not saying he's bad because I will yeah. never say an analyst is bad. I've done play color before, and it is difficult. It is hard to say. I'll say this. It is hard to say something out of after every play. It's yeah. hard to find something that the guy al- already didn't say because sometimes nothing happened. Like, yeah. like oh, what a fadeaway by LaMelo. And then you got to come up with, yeah, he contorted his body, falling backwards, and whoa, right. defied gravity. Like, there's not always anything to say. But anyway, I I just wanted to get on that soapbox a little bit. Yeah, he's – it's going to be – if they go to Doc Rivers, I'm going to be very excited to see how that plays out. Anyway, I I think we should leave it there. Of course, the expectations for this week is 3-0. It's got to be. It's got to be. We got – Who cares? To to tell you the truth, we could go 0-3 as long as we move the ball and play good defense. Like, let's say our shots just don't fall. I'm okay with that. I just want to look better as a team. That's my yeah. only concern. I want to play defense. That's what yeah. I want to do. I want to play defense. I don't, I don't, against Charlotte, I don't think Cat or Rudy was that big of a factor. He made a great stop on LaMelo at the end. But anyway. I feel bad. I feel bad for the teams because I think we're going to punish them. I think we're going to hold them, you know, under 95 points. Oh, I would love it. I want to come out and just stomp the Wizards. I want to take all their will. And then you know what I want to take at the end? I want to take Tyus Jones home with us. Let's do it. Let's leave. Let's leave Shake, Slomo, and Troy Brown in Washington and take home. Bring Tyus home. Bring him well, home. Here's a, here's a little thing about Tyus. This, this is his last year. Like he's um he's on a one year con he's the last year of his contract. So he's a free agent. So I think he'd resign co- with us. It wouldn't be yeah, I think it would too. And I don't think it'd be that expensive of a price tag to grab a guy who probably won't re-sign with Washington. Um, no. You know, that they're obviously not going to, not going to, you know, make a play for So we might be able to get him for a song. I'll take him. So the last contract he signed two years, 29. So about 15 a year. Perfect. Sure. Perfect. Run it back. Anyway, let's put a pin in it there. Chris, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. I hope we uh, we can have some more positive things to talk about next time. Absolutely. Let's have a good week. And this is the Running with the Wolves podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify, give us a five-star rating or on Apple Pod or just whatever you're on. Give us a good rating. Uh, leave us a comment. And as always, go Wolves. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.